Hello and welcome to episode 78 of the Pitcher Bet Sports Podcast. On today's episode, it is the last week of the NFL regular season. It's over, guys. Football season's almost over. So it's time to start talking about the final playoff teams in the NFL. But first, before we get there, we got to talk about John Harbaugh, right? No. Jim Harbaugh, because he might be taking a job in the NFL again. The rumors are swirling. Matt and I are going to discuss the best teams and best landing spots for Mr. Harbaugh to start bringing back some of these bad franchises into relevance. Next, we have two guys potentially breaking huge records in the NFL this weekend. Cooper Cup is yards and catches away from breaking the all-time receiving record. Also, TJ Watt, one sack away from tying the record set by Michael Strahan. He has the opportunity to beat that record this weekend. Then, we got to talk about the AFC. Five teams, two spots. NFC, two teams, one spot. Raiders, Chargers, Niners, Rams, Massive rivalry games to cap off our week 18. Run the music. All right, everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Pitcher Bet Pod. Like I said, Week 18. It's a little sad. This is a sadder pod for me. I'm your host, Matt Guest. With me, as always, is my co-host and partner, Matt Morris, out in Vegas. Dude, we made it through football season. It's over, man. Isn't it kind of sad? Yeah, it's sad, but at the same time, it's been a great season. So, you know, I think I'm pulling Aaron Rodgers, where I'm just living in the moment, appreciating it, you know, reading other books on his book club. Um <laughs> I kind of like the drama this week between Rodgers and the, I guess, beat reporter slash MVP voter in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, man, football season's coming to an end, but people are still fighting and I love it. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And I don't think anyone agrees with the reporter. I don't even remember his name. He can go fuck himself. Uh, the guy for the Bears. But hey, that's what it's all about, right? If you're going to take a shot at Rodgers' character, he has every right to go in that press conference. It was amazing. Antonio Brown is tweeting out pictures of his conversations with Bruce Arians. Um, the Bucks released him today. He's going on a rampage. I think he's on the Full Send podcast today or tomorrow. He's just like... He's making it really hard for anyone to empathize with him. Let me just say it that way. <laughs> right, man? What the hell? I mean, I love it. I would not be surprised if he had sent those text message screenshots like, and changed <laughs> the name to Bruce Arians. And, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, for real. like he's t- secretly texting his burner phone and he's like, oh, I'm going to name it Bruce Arians. And I'm going to send a picture of this guy wrapping my foot up and I'm a genius. And uh, I think it's amazing entertainment. It is. And you're you're the kind of the king petty too, bro. You love quitting mm. jobs. You've had mm. I mean, we're in process of production of how to quit and get 55 jobs, right? Like that's what we're in production for. So no mm. one take that title, please, because that's you to a T. So that's right. Yeah, you're all in on it. <laughs> um, we've got a we got a good pod here. Let's get right into it, man. So, the rumors are coming out big after Michigan's blowout loss that head coach and uh, Michigan native Jim Harbaugh looking to leave again, come back to the NFL. A couple teams rumored. Obviously, we know some of the teams that are really bad, but who do you think he actually helps day one? 
I mean, I think he would help the Jags, and I think he'd help the Raiders. And I think those are the two teams that obviously have the biggest draw for him, right? They have a quarterback down there in Jacksonville that is supposed to be the heir apparent to the next great quarterback. And obviously, Vegas has a team that's challenging for the playoffs. They've lost a lot of key pieces this year due to, you know, criminal activity. Um, So, I think that hurts Vegas's chance because Vegas, you'd have almost a a complete rebuild. Obviously, you have Derek Carr, you have Waller, you have Jacobs, you have a few other guys on the defense as well, including Crosby. But I think ultimately what, what Jim can do is bring the same kind of culture he brought to San Francisco. And I think his time in college is over. I think he's proved what he needed to prove. He built a program, that, a program that probably can't go much higher than it is now. They sure. had a great season in Michigan. You're still going to compete against the Georges and the Bamas for the next five to ten years. That's not going to change. So go get that NFL job that you deserve and that we've also seen him be able to do. You know, this isn't a situation like Nick Saban coming into the NFL or Urban Meyer. Like Harbaugh is a proven NFL coach. So is his brother. He has the respect around the league. And I think ultimately the best case scenario for him is truthfully just step into that Raiders organization. I think he'll create a lot of stability. I think he'll create a lot of accountability as well. And I, I think, you know, it would be a great story for him to come and clean up this mess that we have out here in Vegas. Yeah, see, I think you're missing a team. I think he fits best with the Bears. Midwest mm. team, Midwest culture, and they're literally a coach away, in my opinion. I think Fields could be molded, and Fields is more of his prototypical quarterback, right? He's mobile-friendly. He runs that RPO, um, speed option type of type of game, and they have a good defense, right? They play in a pretty favorable division. Obviously, Rodgers is there, but I think the Bears are actually a better fit for him and are a more playoff-ready team. You know, if he wants to come in, you know, strip it down, Break it down. Raiders, 100%. I don't think anyone with real credibility wants to go to the Jaguars. You know, that's a mess of a situation. Has been. They've had one real good season since, you know, the late 90s, early 2000s. So I don't think that's actually a real job. But at the end of the day, I like the Bears. I think the Bears are actually the best fit for Jim. And I think that's probably where he's leaning to. Because if he wants to keep his roots in Michigan, honestly, it's, it's right there, right? Yeah, no, I mean, I love that take. I think the only the only side to that that I would say might scare him away might be Aaron Rodgers, you know? If, if he's going into this job deciding, hey, you know, like I want to win a division in the first three years. Don't get me wrong. It's going to be hard against Patrick Mahomes. It's going to be hard against Justin Herbert, but you've seen they have flaws. You know what that division holds of Aaron Rodgers there for the next three years. It's more losses, right? You're a wild card yeah. team at best. So... Yeah. Uh, honestly, Let me interrupt you, real quick. The only thing I say to that, bro, is he had Rodgers' number in Rodgers' prime. So, the, like, don't forget Bears, that he the was Bears the coach for. Is not the Packers roster. It's not. I know. Take your, I know. You know but, what I mean? We have we have two running backs. They have one. We have an All Pro wide receiver, Hall of Fame wide receiver. They have zero. Their offensive line is a mess. Their defensive line is old. Their linebackers are old. I you, mean, you know what I'm saying? Like their leading yeah. sacker Quinn is 32 years old next year. Sure, but they, they still they, have Khalil. And they still have Roquan Smith and Eddie Jackson on the back end. Like all they need is coaching and culture. Honestly, I mean, I totally agree Mm. with you. I know where you're at and I, and I get what you're saying, but no one knew who Justin Smith was. Alden Smith was obviously Mm. Patrick Wills. Everyone knew who he was, but like Navarro Bowman, he brought the best out of those guys. I, I wouldn't, I'd be scared as a, as a, as a Packer fan. If you went to Chicago, that's all I'm saying. I think the Chicago fits the, is the best for him and what he wants. But again, 
you know, we're talking about every single position. The Packers almost have a better player. And those players will be there for at least two more years, right? Jai's got two more years on his deal. Rashawn Gary's arguably, in my opinion, better than Khalil Mack because Khalil Mack's getting old and he's sure. not producing at the level he was. I would look at the Bears and say, hey, I have pieces, but I don't know how long I have those pieces. Sure. And if I have to play against Aaron Rodgers, what we're talking about is a possible defensive rebuild in two years. So that would scare me away. But in terms of geographical location, I, I do agree. Um, and I and I think wherever Harbaugh goes, he's going to be successful because this is probably, if not the last stop, the second to last stop in his career, right? Sure. So he went from Stanford with Andrew Luck to San Francisco with, you know, a rag tape group, ultimately having Kaepernick take over, built Michigan. So this next job is going to be what he's judged on is ultimately going to lead to retirement, in my opinion. Sure. So no matter what he takes, I'm thinking 10, 15 years, probably 10 years with the NFL standard. That's a, that's the time he's got. Um, and whether it's, whether it's Las Vegas or whether it's Chicago, there's work to be done. You know, there is no <laughs> job right now that you're walking into that's guaranteed divisional winner like Matt LaFleur got. Sure. Yeah. Or Hall of Fame quarterback, right? Like the the big question is still Justin Fields, right? Like, can you get the best out of Justin Fields? Can you get that Sugar Bowl performance against Clemson out of Justin Fields, right? Like that's the potential. Can you get it? That's that's the question mark, right? Two guys historic chances here on Sunday week 18 Cooper Cup 11 catches away and 135 yards away from breaking the all-time catch and receiving yard records in the NFL he has no shot at the touchdowns Randy Moss 23 he's at 15 the closest was like recently was Devontae in 2020 he had 18 which is still five back so Cup Watt Watt needs one sack and what did we count he played 15 games this year Sunday's his 15th, Matt? Yep, Sunday's his 15th. Sunday's his 15th uh, game played this season. On the contrary to Cooper Cup, who is playing his 18th game, as all NFL fans know, they added that, or sorry, the 17th game this season. So one more game than they have ever had in NFL history, which, you know, brings up the question like, oh, is it legitimate? I had to go back and do some research myself just to see, like, when the hell was the last time they moved games? It was all the way back, 1978, Matt. So before the 80s, they were playing 14 games and moved it to 16. So every record you're seeing here is basically from... 79 all the way up to 2020 then i guess right the 2021 season this year so these records have been around for a while and i feel the other people in you know older generation of players like hey you had one more game for what irrelevant only playing this 15th for cooper cup i think they have a point he couldn't get it done there will be an asterisk in my eyes if he beats this record well, it's hard for both players because Cup of came course. out this week and and he even said, I think the record should be split, you know, and it being asked about Megatron's record, that's Calvin Johnson from Detroit, obviously, with the yards. And he said, you know, it's only fair to have these records split, similar to what baseball had talked about with the steroid era, right? Right before the steroid era, they said, put a little bit of a bridge in there and, and set a precedent for, hey, these records were done as technology advanced. Now, it's hard for Watt because, yes, he is playing only 15 games this season. But what is Watt's biggest knock? It is health. It's staying healthy. If you look back the last four or five years, Watt has leading the league, and it's not even close in quarterback knockdowns, sacks, quarterback pressures. But I will say this about Watt. If the season had ended last week, 
it sucks. You fall one short. You missed, exactly. you, missed you know, you, you ultimately missed two games because of injury. And that sucks. Like how many players in the NFL have fallen short? I remember Justin Houston for Kansas City had 21 and a half or possibly 22 sacks. Jared Allen for Minnesota fell, I think, a half sack short of Strahan's record. So yep. I do think that Watt's record is legitimate, just like I think Cup's record is legitimate. But I do think both of them need to be bridged. I think there needs to be a set in stone concept saying in the 2021 season, we did change the rules. We gave teams an extra game. And ultimately, if Watt goes out and has a sack and a half this week, he will pass Strahan. But yep. it's because he was allowed one more game to recoup some of that time that he lost from injury which is a huge part of sports you have to understand that injuries happen and again if this happened last year i'm sorry Watt, you fall you know a sack short but uh, i think it's remarkable what watt has done you know just look at his numbers he is absolutely the best pass rusher in the game he had i think three and a half or four sacks this past weekend oh yeah and you talked about this off air he's gonna have to go up against Possibly Lamar Jackson. Is Lamar healthy? It's a must win for Baltimore, right? Is that ankle kept up? I could see him going out and having another four-sack performance, or I could (laughs) see him going out and having zero, right? If Lamar is moderately healthy, Lamar might be able to evade that rush. Yeah, or he'd go pull the the growing again, right? Like, Not that I want that to happen, but it's a possibility. Keep certain. Um, I'm going to retract my statement. I think I agree with you, actually, because just because he only played 15 doesn't mean he would have got this 18th game or 17th game, 18th week, right? So I agree with you, you know, and those guys do have a bone to pick, especially Jared Allen, Justin Houston, just like you said. So I agree with you. Good point. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, man. I I remember the Justin Houston, Jared Allen season, and those guys were mopping up bad teams, you know, like, and that was kind of my gripe to pick with them, even though there really wasn't a gripe to pick because I'm sure Strahan had some some crappy teams. It's NFL, dude. Like, it's NFL. 100%. We talked about Strahan's last sack against Favre. It was a little questionable. Nonetheless, he holds the record. But I think this Watt uh, potential record breaker is going to be really important because Watt is completely feared. Strahan was a really, really, really good defensive end. Mm -hmm. And I remember the year he had 22 and a half sacks, he was feared. But I remember watching that last Packers game, he was almost completely neutralized the entire game. (laughs) Not often can you say that JJ Watt, or excuse me, that TJ Watt is neutralized. You know what I mean? Like this to me sets Um, a precedent. Strahan was very fucking good, though. I, I get what you're saying. I think the biggest thing for TJ this year is he has no running mate on the other side. Mm-hmm. He had Melvin Ingram for a little bit. Last year, he had Brad Dupree. This year, it's just him. So, super impressive. And for Cooper Cobb, too. Like, let's be real. We got to give him some love, man. Like, we said on the last pod, he's carrying Stafford, and he is. And maybe this is Stafford's problem as a pro QB. Everyone's like, oh, you got to give Stafford some credit. Him, he got Johnson and possibly the two the two best receiving seasons in history. It's like, maybe the motherfucker can't find a second read. You know, <laughs> Cup is balling out, has targets up the ass, and he's playing great. So really big accomplishment to Cooper Cup. And he doesn't make the schedule, right? It's not his fault. He's put himself in this situation. I think I agree with you. Set a benchmark, an asterisk whatever you want to call it, and start saying these are the records after 16, 17 X amount of games, right? And it is what it is. Well, look at the production you get as the number one target in offense, right? I'm I'm speaking for this purely on the idea that I've watched Amon Ross St. Brown rise through the ranks sure. for the for the rookie Fancy wide receivers. Playoffs, yeah. Why? 
because he's the only goddamn player on the field, right? You're going to get <laughs> right. 11 targets. You're going to get 13 targets. And when you do that and you have the ability to, to ultimately play a slot position, which Cup does play a lot, you're going to be able to rack up yards. And sure. it is very impressive for Cup. But I will always remember Megatron and the absolute dominance he, dominance he had. Because for the most part, he was playing on the outside. And if he was playing in the slot, he was running a seam route, you know, and catching a 37, 38-yard sure. target from Stafford. I also think it's really cool that if Cup can pass this record, both of the quarterbacks that were throwing to each of the players at one and two ultimately was Matthew Stafford. That's right. kind of cool for him to say. <laughs> I'm ready. Are you ready? It's playoff time, dude. <laughs> it's fucking playoff time in the NFL. Like these games, a lot of them don't matter. And we'll get to that in a second with the pitcher bet. But the games that do matter, matter a lot. So we've got five teams in the AFC that are vouching for two spots, okay? The Indianapolis Colts, Baltimore Ravens, the Steelers, Vegas, and the Chargers. Vegas and the Chargers play each other. We'll get to them in a second. But my question for you, Matt, and I think this is a serious, serious question. Out of those five teams getting two spots, which one is actually going to win a playoff game? I think it's the Colts. I think they're the most packaged together team. I think they're the most balanced. And ultimately, they have the best player, in my opinion, out of all of these teams. Um, and I say that because Lamar's Lamar's hurt. You know, if yeah. Lamar were at 100% health, no questions asked. I, I do take the Ravens here because I believe in always taking the best player. But when you look at Jonathan Taylor for the Colts, the way he can transcend that offense and ultimately put up 100 yards every single week, that's important. But what's more important is he's taken the weight off Carson Wentz. Sure. Now, with that being said, I could see them losing this week to Jacksonville. <laughs> right. I know, Be- dude. Can you <laughs> just it's because I, it's Wentz, yeah. and that's what sucks, right? Because they have a great <laughs> defense, great offensive line. They've got Jonathan Taylor. You know, Pittman's coming to life. But at the end of the day, how many times have we watched Wentz just throw up three, four ducks and just it's like, it, oh dude, my god, stop. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm saying the Colts have the best opportunity to either come into the playoffs and make an upset or make a run. But again, it's got to go through Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I mean, I, I told, I love the take. I don't disagree with it, but my team, I thought the Colts. The Colts was my gut, my gut instinct. But the team that I really think could maybe win one, two games. Is the fucking Chargers, and I'm gonna I'm gonna regret saying this immediate, probably Monday morning, Sunday afternoon. I'm gonna regret <laughs> this. Well, I guess Monday morning because they play the night game. I'm gonna regret saying the Chargers because they're gonna charge around me and probably lose to the to the Raiders. But dude, I think healthy Mike Williams, healthy Eckler, healthy um, Keenan Allen, healthy Justin Herbert, obviously. Dude, they can hang with anyone in the AFC. They beat Kansas City this year. They got smoked by Baltimore, but Baltimore's probably not going to make it. They can play with Tennessee. They can play with every team out there, man. Like, I do think they have the offense to compete. Their coach doesn't give a crap, which we don't necessarily agree with, but I think they could actually make some noise and find themselves actually in the AFC championship game this year. Like, that's how much confidence I have in the team. The problem is, is it's the Chargers. And how many times have the Chargers let you down on a missed kick, on a bad PI, on a stupid play, on everything, right? It happens every single fucking time, dude. Well, and honestly, I have a really dark horse uh, week 18 MVP, and it's... 
Carlson for the Raiders. Like he had an incredible week last <laughs> yeah. week. That Chargers defense is terrible. The uh, Raiders can't get in the end zone enough. But if Carlson come out can come out on Sunday night and hit leg. three, four, five field goals, you're talking about a significant difference. 12, 15 points from your kicker. Carr gets in the end zone. Maybe Jacobs gets in the end zone. For whatever reason, that Chargers defense just has not been consistent yeah. all season long. And I'm not really sure. You've got Derwin James. You've got Bosa in and out of the lineup, right? They did lose Melvin Ingram a couple of years ago. I think that definitely hurt them. But they have to win on Sunday. And I am i don't know, honestly, who to take in that game. Before we get to the Sunday night game, we got to talk about the second most important game of the weekend. Niners Rams. It's kind of going, you know, outside of the West Coast where we are because people actually pay attention to the West Coast on the West Coast. Um, you're not getting a lot of pub on mainstream media right now about this game. This game's massive. The Niners win, they're in. Niners lose. The Saints probably beat the Falcons this weekend, and the Saints go in, which let's be honest, and no offense to New Orleans or our friends out there in Louisiana, like they're just not good enough to win a playoff game, right? The Niners could actually go and upset somebody. I, I like as a Packer fan, I don't want to see them. Niners going into LA, Jimmy G questionable. He said his hand, I quote, fucking hurts. Like his hand is messed up. He has torn ligaments. Trey Lance, I watched the whole game. Dude, he made strides. He looked good. Um, he might be proving us wrong here pretty soon, Matt. Not gonna lie. But he he looked good, but he's not. I don't think he's ready for a game like this, you know. Um, you and me, you and I, as Packer fans, have been on the Niners all year, and it hurts our soul. But they've just been such a fun team. Debo's been awesome. Kittle's been awesome. Wagner, the team that it goes on. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? What's your analysis? What are you looking forward to in this matchup? I'm looking forward to 55 to 60 rushes by the 49ers. This is going to, in my opinion, the only way to go in this game and to win this game is to be run-centric. You have to run the option, run it with Mitchell, run it with Wilson. You have to run the ball down LA's throat, and you ultimately have to take Aaron Donald out of this game, whether that's double teams, whether that's motions. Uh, Debo Samuel is going to have to be a big piece in this, and you've got to stay away from Jalen Ramsey, right? There are two big names on that opposing defense that are going to cause a lot of trouble. And with San Francisco running the ball all season and having Lance in there, I think Lance may give them that piece that can take them and and beat the Rams. Now, Lance mm. is going to have to run the ball 8 to 12 times, yeah, and he's going to have to rely on Debo. Just- I. I'm I'm taking San Francisco to not only cover this game, but to win this game. Oh. I think the Rams are still pretenders. And I think that Shanahan is a far superior coach to McVay. Well, the Niners have had their number. So there's that, right? I just like, if Lance plays, I can't take the Niners. I can't. I just don't trust him. He's going to make a mistake, and that's going to cost them. Stafford will make mistakes, sure. We've documented that over the past couple weeks, but their talent and their Pro Bowl status of guys on their defense will make up for that. Whereas the Niners, I'm not sure, dude. Like They don't have the Pro Bowl status on offense. Jimmy G, for as much shit as we give him and the public gives him, he can win a game for you. He can win a game like this. Trey, I don't know, dude. So the line's at four and a half. You're going to take the Niners to cover the four and a half huh? and win money line as well. 
I mean, I disagree. I would take Debo Samuel and George Kittle over the entire Rams offense. And I know that Lance is a rookie, but as any head coach in this league with even an ounce of brains, you're not going to put him (laughs) in a position to fail. You're just not. Yeah. You know, like you've, you've got to rely on a, your tight end who can, you know, run the seam and you've got to rely on your, your slot wide receiving slash running back. Like this game has to operate inside the hash. It has to, right. And I know that Lance is a rookie, but We've said this all season. Like we gotta gotta give Lance time. You know we can't we can't put the book on him yet. And honestly, I liked what I saw last week. And man, he is fast, very fast. I think I think he could cause issues for this Rams defense because again, outside of Ramsey, Gaines, and Aaron Darnold, like there's not a lot there. So I totally understand where you're coming from. I just honestly I don't have faith in McVeigh. It's kind of that Cliff Kingsbury thing where I think these guys have gotten a lot of hype. Shanahan has proved it. Sure, he's, yeah. he's proved he can blow it, but. This is gonna this is gonna come down to coaching because it's gonna it it's gonna ultimately be a running football game and Cup's got a lot on the line too. I don't know if I have the confidence to take the Niners money line. I don't because I think the Rams understand that they need to win this game because they don't want to see San Francisco either in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. They don't you don't need to play the Cardinals again or the Niners again, right? We've all documented it's a great division, probably the best division in football. So you don't want to play those teams twice. With that being said. I think I'm going to take the Niners plus four and a half. I think yeah, this is a field goal go. or less game. If it was three or under, I'd probably take the Rams. Four and a half, give me the Niners. Even with Trey Lance, there's no if on here. I'm going to ride with him, ride with you this weekend. Wow. And I, I again, man, uh, I just, this isn't Aaron Rodgers, you know? Like we talked a lot right. about Matt Stafford last week and we talked about how he makes mistakes and how he's not healthy. And I, I stand by having, I would choose Kittle and Debo over, you know, Odell Beckham and okay. Cooper Cup because, because dude, those guys are ballers and Cup's a baller, but I got two ballers and I got one baller and a guy that, you know, still thinks that he can grow his hair out and dance around in the end zone. Like, <laughs> no, you're Odell's right, not the threat that I'm worried about. Game of the night. Game of the weekend, good on the NFL for flexing this to Sunday night because it is going to be a bloodbath in Vegas. You're going to have a wild night. Like who's who's coming to the bar, Matt? Are are you guys renting it out for the for the Raiders or the Chargers after party? <laughs> what what are you guys doing out there? Oh man, it's going to be a slow Sunday night. I think most of Vegas is going to be tuned in their TV watching this game. And honestly, I don't think the Raiders or the Chargers are allowed to probably do absolutely anything. <laughs> Both teams are probably jumping on a plane and flying to Wyoming to keep yeah. everyone out of trouble. <laughs> like, get the win or lose, we're all flying somewhere. Yeah, all the Raiders are going to go to Mark Davis's, uh, go to his house, his little compound that he built out there, his <laughs> little spaceship. Over. Yeah. <laughs> everyone get to your bunk now, please. <laughs> <laughs> roll call right after the game oh my god that would be amazing oh uh, but raiders Chargers game of the night it's gonna be amazing herbert and the boys going up against Carr. um i don't know how the raiders went into indianapolis and won last weekend i really don't i really have no idea how they did it but they did it and they've just kind of been surviving the raiders would be idiotic to not bring Derek Carr back that's I think goes without being said. The line right now in the game is the Vegas Raiders at home are a three-point underdog, you know, and just similar to the Chargers, right? Chargers home games tend to be away games. You know, a lot of people travel out there. I think the black hole is going to be out 
and ready for the first time in Vegas history. Um, what's your analysis on the game? What are you expecting to see here? I kind of talked about it a little bit earlier. I, I think Carlson's going to be a really big piece of this game. I think the Raiders are going to have trouble getting in the end zone, and I think Carlson is going to have to continue to put up points on the board for them. Now, with that being said, I am taking the Chargers at minus three here because hmm. I just like every piece of their team outside of the defense more. And honestly, I don't really know what's going on with Hobbs. Hobbs obviously was arrested for DUI this week. Right. Uh, they've already lost one of their cornerbacks, their first-round pick out of Ohio State this season. If they lose Hobbs, who is a starter, you're just going to open the floodgates for Justin Herbert, and you're going to be able to attack downfield. Uh, Abrams is also done for the season with a shoulder injury, so Ooh, that Raiders secondary that. is very, very banged up. And I don't know how they won an Indy either, either other outside of the idea that like they played Carson Wentz. This isn't Carson Wentz. <laughs> and I don't care how you shake it, you know, like Herbert is another class of quarterback with Eckler out there as well in that receiving core. I think the Chargers are just going to disappoint all of the Raider fans out here. Even without the news of Jonathan Abrams, I was going to take the Chargers because they blew the doors off them last time. And with that being said, in Hobbs, we'll just lean with him probably not playing. I think this mm-hmm. one's a blowout. Like I like the Chargers by 7 to 10 here. Um I just think this is Herbert's time to put himself on the map, right? Joey Burrow put himself on the map last weekend. Justin, I know he's not that Joe Burrow kind of grudge holder like Joe is, but I know he looks at it and I know he cares. He's a good player, he's a competitor. I think this is the time where on Monday morning everyone's going to say is Justin Herbert a top five? Is he going to be the next MVP, et cetera, et cetera? I think this is a well, huge weekend for them. And just real quick, flip side of that, if, if they lose this game, sure. that's going to be the opposite. Yeah. Is Justin Herbert the answer? Which is ridiculous because he's absolutely the starter for LA. <laughs> yeah, go right? ask he's 25 teams if they'd have him. And if the, if the Raiders can find a way to steal a game, because that's what this is. It would be a stolen game. Right. Oh, man. The media will eat a Herbert alive. Yep. And you give Carr all the King's gold this offseason. <laughs> all right, Matt. It's that time. Week 18, we've given out 17 pitchers to each other back and forth. Nine for me, six for you, three. Well, we tied, so no one got a pitcher <laughs> that week. Um, we're back for the last pitcher bet of the regular season. What Matt and I do on this podcast, the Pitcher Bet Sports Podcast, we were buddies. We used to bet pitchers when we were degenerates. Now we have graduated to on my degenerates. So um, we're going to bet a pitcher this week in the NFL. And usually we do a lot more games than this. Week 18 is just tough, so I'll give you... I have one for sure lock that I like this weekend, but my leans, and then we're going to go through all the games, make our picks right now, and let you know who we're picking against the spread. This isn't no pick them. This is a fucking against the spread. We're going to tell you who you should bet on if you need to bet on them. All right? So let's run right through this, Matt. So before we get started, both of us took the Niners to cover and the Chargers to win in Vegas. Matt, I have the Chargers as an actual suggested pick of the week. Do you as well? Yeah, only pick of the week. It's the only one I'm comfortable with. We've already covered it as of why. Absolute pick of the week. Okay, cool. First game, Kansas City, Denver. Who are you picking? Why? 
I'm taking KC here. I'm just not ultimately thrilled with what we've seen out of Denver and Fick Fangio. We know how I feel about Same. him. And ultimately, Patrick Mahomes is going to come out here. He's going to get playoff tuned up. And I feel like this is going to be a big time game for him. Yep. Other thing, every single AFC team, well, the ones in the division with leaders, have a shot at the number one seed this weekend. So those guys have a lot to play for. I love Kansas City. It's 11 and a half. Um, I think that should be no problem for them. Denver sucks. Drew Locke sucks. Fangio's out. Dallas, Philly. Philly is at home. They are five-point underdogs. What do you think? I'm going to take Dallas here. I like Philly a lot, but if you can't go out there and blow the doors off Washington, off the Giants, I have concerns. Even with some of the injuries and COVID protocol for Dallas, I'm going to take Dallas here because, again, you got to get playoff tuned up. you got to start getting your momentum up. Yeah, I disagree. I think Dallas sleepwalks. Parsons has COVID. I don't know if he'd be back by Sunday. Um, I don't know. I just don't think Dallas wants it as bad. I think Philly wants it for the seeding. They need to win a little more. I like Philly plus the five. Next game, Indy in Jacksonville. This game fucking sucks, but you said you could see Indy maybe losing. They're 15 and a half point favorites on the road in Jacksonville. Jacksonville should be wearing clown uniforms in the stands, uh, Mm -hmm. making fun of their owner and coach in the whole season. So are you taking Jacksonville to cover this 15 and a half? Absolutely. We talked off air about this. I think this is going to be pull your starters, you know, halfway through the third into the fourth. And I think there's going to be some garbage time scoring from Jacksonville. And at 15 and a half, you're talking about getting a touchdown that breaks that cover. So I'm going to take the Jags. Yeah. See, I'm in the opposite field. I think Indy beats them by 30. So I like Indy 15 and a half here. Um, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Joe Burrow's out. Baker Mayfield's out. This game sucks. Cleveland is a six point favorite at home. Who are you taking? I'm taking the Bengals here. Just Same. ultimately less controversy. Uh, you know, if Mixon plays or doesn't play, Chase plays, doesn't play. I just like the pieces on the Bengals a little bit more. They're a playoff team. Sure. Big Zach Taylor game. I like the Bengals plus 6-2. Um, garbage Bowl, the NFC North, Chicago in Minnesota. Fields had COVID today, tested positive. Don't know if he's vaxxed or not. So he's up in the air. Minnesota should have Kirk Cousins back last game of the season. Last game probably for Mike Zimmer too, in my opinion. Uh, five and a half, Minnesota's favorite. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm taking this as the Zimmer game because you're correct. I think he's out after this season. Kirk Cousins has had a good season. Uh, he is ultimately going to be better than anything that the Bears put out there. Sure. I think the Vikings steamroll this game. Yeah, this was a pick of the week, lean of the week for me here. Um, I think Minnesota should steamroll them as well. They're a lot better of a football team. And <laughs> let's be honest, Chicago is going to quit on Nagy. Like this is it for Nagy. So I yeah. like Minnesota five and a half here. Feel confident betting that one in my opinion. Um, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, big game. This game does matter. Baltimore is minus five. So five point favorite at home against Pitt. We have a disagreement here. Who are you taking? Yeah, I'm saying the Steelers, and you know we kind of talked off air a lot about this, but for me, it's the secondary of the Ravens. Doesn't really so much matter if they have the best run defense or a better coach in terms of scheming. Um, this is Big Ben's last game, and when you're playing, you know, grade school children out there in the secondary, I think he's actually going to put up some good numbers here. And ultimately, plus five, this could be a field goal game. I feel comfortable taking Pittsburgh here. See, I don't because of last week against the Rams. Uh, Ravens got their starting safety back and Jimmy Smith, one of their starting corners. Um, This is going to come down to, (laughs) crazy to say, probably Tyler Huntley versus Ben. And I'm going to lean Tyler Huntley because Ben's going to have to throw the ball. Najee is not going to win the game for them. 
Next, Tennessee at Houston. Another bad game. Tennessee has to win to get the number one seed, so it really matters for them, which is why I lean the 10.5 for Tennessee. I hate the hook on this, but I think Tennessee could blow them out. This is another lean for me. Think Tennessee big time. They smoked Miami last week. Uh, Houston's even worse than them. Um, I think Tennessee could blow them out. Yeah, and I think we've seen a lot of promising things from Davis Mills, but ultimately you're going up against possibly the number one C in the AFC. Right. If Derrick Henry is back, we're talking about a blowout. <laughs> um, I think even if Derrick Henry doesn't play or play sparingly, that running game has proved that they are pretty good. And I think we're going to see some ground control, some clock control, and I think they win by two sure. touchdowns. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this one's easy. I don't even really want to talk about it. Washington versus the New York Giants. Washington is a seven-point favorite. Anyone but the Giants for me. Yep, same. Second worst team in the league. If Jacksonville didn't exist, they'd be the worst. Green Bay playing in Detroit. Um, it comes out that Rodgers and the starters will play. I'd give them probably a half, maybe a quarter. I think a half. I think they'll play the first half. Packers are three and a half point favorites with Rodgers, with Jordan Love. I think the Packers can cover that. They should beat the um, the Tigers, the Lions, by at least a touchdown. What do you think? Yeah, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Uh, I'm taking the Packers here as well. Uh, obviously, I'm a big Lions fan on this podcast, sure. but ultimately, I think even with Jordan Love and the backups for Green Bay, I think the backups are probably better than the starters for Detroit. Sure. And I'm going to take Green Bay here. Sure. Hey, Lions 10 and 6 against the spread this season, man. Hey. Very good record against I mean, the spread. I saw that too. Fuck. That's really good. Packers 12 and 4. Um, New England. Six and a half point favorites on the road in Miami. This is another lean for me. New England's going to play their starters all game. They need to win this game. Miami's eliminated for the playoffs. Um, I'd, I'd actually really think about betting this game for New England. I love New England. Six and a half. Yeah, same. Six and a half for New England here. Miami has nothing really left to prove outside of the fact that who's coming back next year. Right. Uh, so I think we are going to see some energy from Miami, but Bill Belichick is there and Bill Belichick wins games. He's going to destroy Tua. Let's be honest. Um, Buffalo at home against the New York Jets, 16-point favorites. If you've listened to the pod since day one, thank you. Second, you've known that I have not picked the Jets once this year. Week 18, I'm changing that. I'm taking the Jets. You have plus, taken the Jets. I took them once. You have huh? taken the Jets. Yes, you did. Huh? The, the game that our boy, the White Lightning, did get hurt. But <sighs> that's right. we'll give oh, you a pass. Mike White, because, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that's, that. The Thursday Mike night. White game. Really let me down. Yes, yeah. Thursday night. He did. He did. <laughs> um, but I'm taking the Jets this weekend. I think 16 is too much. They're playing hard. Zach Wilson, I feel like I've been wrong about him. We'll see here in the next couple of years. But they're playing playing hard they're playing good buffalo josh dude i don't know we'll get into the playoff preview next week but we'll get there i, I like jets plus 16 yeah see i will not take the jets i'm gonna take <laughs> buffalo here okay. um again I'm, I'm in a big believer if you're in that playoff classification being tiered you want to be as high as you can i think buffalo also has to tune it up continue to lean on that run game and i think ultimately we see the jets take a step back from what we have the last few weeks so yeah. i'm taking buffalo here I don't hate it. Uh, Seattle at Arizona. Arizona's at home. They're six and a half point favorites. Seattle season's over. Arizona needs to win this game and they need the Rams to lose to get the division title. So huge implications here at four Eastern. Who do you like? Oh, yeah, I'm taking the Cardinals here. Yeah. Um, we obviously saw a little bit of a connection last week between DK and Wilson, possibly the last time we saw that three-touchdown <laughs> performance game from those two. But ultimately, Arizona's better. The only way I see this going lopsided is if Kyler plays like Kyler and Cliff coaches like Cliff. Sure. 
but I am taking the Cardinals at six and a half. Yeah, me too. Next, New Orleans at Atlanta. This is another huge game. New Orleans wins. San Francisco loses. New Orleans is in. New Orleans is a four-point favorite on the road in Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's had a good season, honestly. Like seven and nine. They they're not a seven and nine team, but they're seven and nine. Kyle Pitts out for the season. Um, <laughs> I'm going out on a limb here. I'm taking Atlanta. <laughs> I thought about it, man. I really did think about it um, against the spread. They're six, nine and one. And that kind of scared me away a little bit. And it's a must win for New Orleans, right? Sure. Via, via seating. And I think ultimately they have to win either way. Um, and with Taysom Hill back, I'm going to lean on that defense more than anything. So I'm taking New Orleans minus yeah. four. Yeah, I don't feel good about it. Um, last game, Tampa at home, eight-point favorites over Carolina. This is an easy one. Another lean of the week for me. Yeah, I mean, Carolina's awful. We talk about the Giants being bad. I think Carolina's like just they're up one there. up on them. Um, I think they're going to lose their coach as well, the former Baylor coach at the end of the season. He's just not working out. And you said it perfectly off air. Tom Brady's going to come into this with a little bit of vengeance. Yeah, he's not going to fuck around t- this weekend. Hell yeah. And talking about tune-up, Brady knows how to tune-up. So we're going to see some pretty great passing performance. Yep. As always, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review on Apple, and we will see you next week. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at PitcherBetPod. Cheers. Enjoy week 18.